got it wrong again. Fuck this franchise. My name is Matthew Kroll. And Psycho 2 is underrated. My name is Shahir Dowd. And not every movie has to have an end credit sequence. That's if you stayed for the whole movie. I'm Chelsea White. And this is the only <laughs> podcast about movies, specifically the film Scream. But the M, the M is Roman numerals for six. You could just say Scream Sex. No, it was too clever. (laughs) And we came in hot with spoilers, everybody, but that's because we're in the room. We're in the room where it happened. This is is the first time in a while, right? Like, we are actually in the room together. Chelsea, how are you? It feels so good to be in a room with not just any humans, because that's also, you know, (laughs) any other humans, it would suck. (laughs) But to be in a room with the two of you, I'm thrilled. And also, I can't, have I, I, done this podcast before have i not yes, you've, you've done, done two, two episodes I've done keanu two? you've done keanu oh, that's what it was so early I but you've done another <laughs> Guys, one I, yeah i feel I like did you do ghostbusters no no you didn't do ghostbusters you know what it might be I, and actually email us in only movie podcast at gmail.com if you know what other episode <laughs> chelsea was on other than you've been on the 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 best of uh, a couple the, times yeah, which actually yeah, you, two times. weeks ago you were yes. on because uh, you, you and, and tash were here for that's that. right just to recap because i think this is important here i and I remember this. What was your favorite movie? Scream it was Five. Scream Five, right? Did Scream Five come out in 2022? Yeah. Wow. Yes. This franchise in, is coming in like hot. January. Yeah. This like they were churned this one out. So by this rate, we should get Scream Seven like next week. Yeah, I think it's rate. out. I think I think they're. Uh, I think it, it came out during when you guys are listening to this podcast. <laughs> I'm really excited about this because I got to be honest with you. I saw Scream One, you know, like when it came out. Sure. I saw Scream Two probably when it came out, and I don't think I've watched. I feel like I watched Scream 3, and I might have watched Scream 4, but I have no recollection of those movies entirely. Well, that was going to be my question to you guys, because we really have not right. broached this at all. So you have not... and Wait, and the last thing you said, you hadn't seen Scream 5. Is that I, what you I definitely said? have not seen Scream 5. Got I'm it. not sure if I've seen one Scream 4. Two, I've seen 1 and 2. Be- but here's my, here's my thing. I remember 1 being brilliant, and I you know think it was, thinking it was genius at the time, sure. really clever, also really funny, which is yes. what I liked about it. Like the, the, mm. the final sequence with Matthew Lillard and um, mm. uh, uh, Dollar Store Johnny Depp, what's his name? Skeet 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 yeah. Um, was like, I th- <laughs> 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 uh, he was great. I love that. You know, like, I'm feeling a little woozy. Uh, love that. And then I remember the sequel... The, the only thing I remember about the sequel was the scene where, is it Sith? It's not Sith Green, it's Sith, um, who's the other Sith? Oh, uh, who's God. the There's film a... student who's like talking about like the, the sequels and they basically reference two James Cameron sequels. Oh, well, <laughs> oh, Jamie Kennedy. Jamie Timothy Kennedy, Olden, not, yeah. not Sith, sorry, yeah. And so, and I remember that because whenever I have referenced like great sequels, I feel like I'm doing a bit from <laughs> that, I'm that guy. Because I go, doing a Randy and Meeks impression. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. going like, Aliens is the best sequel ever, bruh. And so is Terminator <laughs> 2. And then it just happens to be two James Cameron movies. So, um, but honestly, three, four, no recollection of. I don't know if I saw four. Definitely did not Definitely see five. Definitely didn't see five. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. And then Matt Crawl. So, uh, similar trajectory, except I know for a fact that I did see, um, I did see up to four. Okay. I just okay. don't remember terribly what happens, though this movie, Scream 6, does a very good job at telling me sort of what happened in the past. And I will say I did not see Scream 5, and I I probably will watch it at some point, but now it's going to be put into the category of, like, I kind of know exactly what happens. Well, because, right. I mean, this is a yeah. direct sequel to Scream 5 in in a way of, like, I feel like Scream 5 was probably, and Chelsea, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this. But and like, I will. Ki- yeah. kind, of, kind of a, a reset point. 
Um, and in an interesting but, but, way. But is it though? Because doesn't Dewey appear in Scream Five? He does. Well, but so exactly. <laughs> yeah, like tell, you said, Carl. Yeah. Um, let me tell you guys. Okay, tell us. So yeah, one, two, three trilogy. Four was sort of an orphan that they meant to go on, and like it had been intended to be another trilogy. Sure. So Superman Returns and of yeah. the Scream Franchise. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Good pull. Brendan yeah. Ralph. Yeah. It's getting hot in here. And then, yeah, five is a total reset. The beginning of, the another, of another trilogy. <laughs> exactly. And it's, I have no idea what that means because I don't watch Superman, but I believe you. Yes, correct. And then, uh, that's why it's interesting that you guys didn't watch five. Sweet. Not that you need, I mean, like... Like you said, it does. A, they do a good, a good job do a of good explaining, job. and they're all just in good fun. It's not like there's so many yeah, you know, direct, yeah. complex plot lines you need to keep up with. But, but that's interesting. It's interesting to think of it from the perspective of that you were meeting these characters for the first time in six. Because I yeah. think part of what not to skip ahead made me enjoy six was that I already felt I had acclimated to the character, the new characters in Scream Five. Well, spoil and many very very minor spoiler alert. Uh, one of the main characters, of course, uh, uh, Sam. Uh, Melissa Barrera? Barrera. Barrera. Sam Carpenter is directly tied to the legacy of Scream. So even though I didn't see that sort of like how that sort of came to be, knowing that in this movie did make it feel like it was connected. Side note, speaking of all these connections. Yeah. yeah. uh, There's a big one. Sure. What are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking about the place that Chelsea White happens to work Well, in. I was going to go into Chelsea White's history right. and whatever. I was very excited uh, to have you on this podcast, Chelsea, because... Well, thank you, Macron. I feel like you, out of everyone I know, with maybe only coming in second to Will Temfer, <laughs> talks oh. about Scream the most of anyone I know, like, in, a, in the most loving... I mean, you've been... You've been to the Scream house. Yes! What? Oh my God! You can yes. go to the Are scream house. Impressed? Okay, listen no. to this. So, I didn't know you could go to the scream well, house. Let me, <laughs> let me, quick before I jump into this, the scream house. The funny thing is, ever since this, um, the reboot, I mean, requel, mm-hmm. uh, Scream Five uh, came out, and I started really, I guess, talking about it a lot again. Did sorry guys, I have done a couple other podcasts, not to what? cheat on you. I know. In what multiverse never, bullshit? We'll never is this? speak of it again. But it. Mm-hmm. it it kind of made me realize that even though I've always considered myself an uber scream super fan in the way that like I could go toe to toe with anybody like trivia, like I got you don't mess with me with <laughs> the scream franchise. It, it talking uh, to some of the other fans on other podcasts made me realize that this entire time I had been treating the scream franchise as if it only existed in the 90s pre-internet and there was no way I could discover new things about it. Does that make sense? <laughs> you know, so it was like, yeah, 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 it was yeah. like I knew, uh, you know, everything about the actual movies that I had seen, but then I had some other people, you know, feed me information about like, well, this script that leaked on the internet and this, and I was like, oh my God, that's right. <laughs> There's a whole. Scream there's a whole... started in 1996 pre World Wide Web, and now I could actually go on and be learning other things. Okay, that's neither here nor there. I guess I just said that to cover my bases uh-huh, uh-huh. legally. <laughs> if any other Screamheads are listening and they're like, this bitch Wait, no, no, no. doesn't okay. even know that the original plot of Scream 3 got scrapped because Columbine happened and then became the following, which I do. But um, I did go to the Scream house. Okay. And Where is the Scream house? It is in um, Santa Rosa, yeah. California, Northern oh. California. And one of actually my uh, friends from high school, he's a few years younger than me, 
Uh, shout out to Nate Reagan. And he and a pal of his are also super big scream heads to the point where I'm pretty sure this is correct. Uh, the when they did Scream Four, he was such a well-known like collector and aficionado that like the movie actually like reached out to him to like (laughs) well they like actually reached out to him to kind of like you know sourcing um like he collects like has like a lot of the like masks and like original props he was like the dramaturge for scream yeah like like he like they like reached out to him to like confirm like things or like it was like they couldn't just watch the original movies (laughs) well yeah they could they also similar to me didn't remember they could do that because they think about scream as only existing (laughs) only existed in 1994 but anyways he um yeah he and his friend whose name is escaping me forgive me yeah uh, organized this amazing Scream event in 2018 and uh, where we had a bus tour yeah. of these sites in Santa Rosa where Wait, is it, Scream is it was a studio? filmed. Is it filmed at a studio or was it like no, this was a real place? because it was not like a big budget movie. So it was filmed all over the small town of Santa Rosa. So like we went to the little town center where there's an iconic scene where all the uh, main stars of Scream are sitting on the edge of like a little fountain, presumably outside their high school. Like Prince. Like the towns are, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and you know, the place that they used as a high school, which was a sort of like rec center yeah. because uh, Santa Rosa High School was supposed to be the place that they filmed it, but then they filmed finally like took a second to read the script and realized it was a horror (laughs) slasher and they were like oh no 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 so they really put the production in a bad place like when they had to scramble for another location at the last minute and at the very end of the credits in scream one it says like an absolutely no thanks whatsoever to (laughs) santa rosa high school wow they've never Um, lived that down so it's part of their song now you know santa rosa (laughs) we suck at scream so yeah so we did a bus tour of the sites and then the actual house it's just somebody's house that they used for or the final scene, which is like half the movie, when it's yeah. the party at Stu's house. Um, and yeah, we went and partied in the house and watched Scream on in a the big house? screen on the lawn <laughs> of Stu's house. And Roger Jackson, the voice of Ghostface, was there and introed it. Like, I just, I'm getting chills just talking about it. Such, it was so Did, So cool. you watched it at night with someone doing the voice out yes! loud <laughs> saying, yes! Welcome to the Scream party. Yeah. Would you Hello, like Chelsea. Exactly. <laughs> and I paid. Um, actually, even I, as part of this, I like bought a higher level ticket, and part of the benefit was that Roger Jackson, the voice Do of Ghostface, will you... call you. Okay. And it's basically like if you answer, he'll talk to you, or if you don't answer, he'll leave a voicemail. And I was like, well, fuck. I hope. I mean, I hope I don't answer. And yeah, I didn't answer, and he left a voicemail. That is exactly that. It's. Hello, Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and so this was a part of uh, what I was thinking about the franchise because I've completely stayed out of it. And it kind of, I, I was thinking about like, is it Peter Quinn who does the, what, what's the guy who does the Transformers voice who does Optimus Prime? Oh, fuck. Uh, I've forgotten his name. Me. I, uh, <laughs> but he's, he's, a, he's an icon of that character. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I was like, is it, who's the guy who does the voice? Roger Jackson. Is Roger Jackson the secret mastermind behind Scream? It's like, this is why we must keep it going because I get to do this voice and he'll just keep doing this voice. <laughs> he's like, he's like, look, he is actually the producer, you know, like pulling this together. Peter Cullen. Peter, Peter Cullen. Cullen. That's <laughs> is he actually? He's the one behind this. He's like, okay, guys, circle up Yo. for Scream 37. Listen, franchises are hot some... right now, so we're going to do a multiverse. <laughs> Ghostface in space. Yeah. Go Ghostface in space. <laughs> um, no, I, I, obviously the Scream Scream franchise has uh, an important point in in like the history of genre. Like if you go to you know film school, and and by the way, the first character um, played by Samara Weaving uh, from Ready or Not, uh, yeah. I I I I 
rolled my eyes hard during that scene because I was like, this is this is like a really, really attractive version of me. Like a, a way more attractive, <laughs> bitter version of me. <laughs> it's like, you know, she was just like, she, she had this whole history of the slasher film and I was like, I'm going to get on the podcast and do this dumb shit right now, which is talk about the, the history of the horror genre. And I, I also wrote that paper in school, um, you I know, about it. like the, 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 the genealogy of the, of the horror genre and where it came from and, and how it ended up being what it is and why Scream was important because Scream in the history of genres altered the way we perceive the genre because it became self-reflexive. Yeah. And, and it's not that they weren't self-reflexive horror films before that, but this was one directed by one of the masters of the genre, Wes Craven, that also reflected the work that he had done and also, you know, wallow for, bit, for lack of a better word wallowed in the genre itself mm -hmm. like it actually yeah. was a great slasher film so now there have been five sequels what wh and this is the thing I know that point that sort of inflection point where when Scream came out was it 96? 96 yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. what does Scream mean now? That's a great question, and I think uh, the answer is not nearly as much, and that's why it's interesting <laughs> yeah. that the last two films have done as well as they did, right? But but no, because the, I think there's a, just the way you were talking about it, I, I feel like, and, and this is just something I just don't know anything about, but I feel like now it has... Um, like a pop culture following, right? Oh, like, yeah. like it's not it's just getting the, it again. It's not yeah. just the genre. It's, People love these characters. Well, it's the yeah, it's yeah. the characters. It's the. I mean, yeah, it's it's. You know what it's doing, nostalgia. and and there's different aspects of this, but I thought about this while watching it and sort of while talking to people about it. Yeah, it's the Fast and the Furious. That was exactly what I was going to say. I Whoa! was like, this is the Fast and the Furious of horror movies. Because never because if you, about that. if you think about what Fast and the Furious sort of was or became, I've or never whatever. seen one. Oh my gosh! We exactly. Do, so we this was exactly yeah, my yeah. reaction to the Fast and the Furious, which I was like, there's this whole world in this film that people are so attached to that I have no idea about. Uh... One, two, three, and four. Are, they're all still connected, of course, to Fast. We're not going to go into too much of this, yeah. but then like five is sort of like its real transition to go from street racing movie to like kind of like action movie in general. And then they're working for the fucking government, and then they're going to goddamn space and like racing cars <laughs> out of buildings in Dubai. Like it's it's nuts what they end up doing, and. It's not, it, you know, have to keep, and even Scream that even says this has to be, it, you know, when they're going over the rules and the rule scenes, there's right. always a rule scene in Scream. Right. They're going like, what the next rules for the reboot cool or whatever they call it. Right. Like, the interesting thing is, and, and there's another aspect I'll get to when we get a little bit deeper that I think follows in another trope that the Fast and the Furious thing does. And what basically what that means is lean into the shit that fans like. And and that's not in like a bad way of like, of, of like leaning into a fandom, but like there are now characters mm. In Scream 5 and 6 that people give a shit about. Sure. There are now characters in the Fast and the Furious <laughs> that sure. people give a shit about. Sure. And like in that and it's weird because like I would honestly, even after only seeing this one of this two sort of reboot cool, I would say that the characters <laughs> in in Scream 6 are infinitely more like I, I have the ability to care about them more than I do Dominic Toretto. Sure. <laughs> but 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 it's it's it, you get attached to this group and they're going to be doing more and more crazy shit as you keep going. So I was going to, so I, I had the exact same thought as I was watching it. It was this, the, the fast and the furious of this genre. But the interesting thing is you pointed out is the fast and the furious is, as you know, molded genres from like this heist film into yep. a, you know, action blockbuster kind of thing. Um, and I have a theory about what scream has become, which we can get into in a little bit. But my, my bigger question was, 
Who from the Fast and the Furious would you like to be in the Scream franchise Yo. facing <laughs> off against Ghostface? Or the less interesting one is who from the Scream franchise would you like to go up against Toretto in the, in, in the Fast and the Furious? Ghostface. I want Ghostface. Ghostface. You, you want Ghostface in the Fast and the Furious franchise. Or. Yes. Because here's what would happen. <laughs> this is what you've never seen this, and this is a minor spoiler for every Fast and the Franchise oh, movie. Oh, no. The Fast and the Furious uh, movie. Uh, Ghostface would go against them. And kill one of them. Yeah. Okay? At least one of them. But then in the next movie, when they have to fight like God or whatever, uh, Ghostface will team up with them and become part of the familia <laughs> and like go with them and fight the next big bad that's probably, again, God played by Charlize Theron. Sure. Like, so I, I wanted Jason Statham's character to come into the Scream franchise, mainly because when Ghostface was like, Would you like to play a game? I could just imagine him going, You what? You know, like what, what are you talking about? Like, you just wouldn't understand yeah. the accent. Hey. I thought, yeah, yeah that, that was my that was my pick. Yeah. I like yours better. Um, I barely know. I mean, the only people I know that are in it are like Vin Diesel. Is he yeah. in the Fast and Furious? And, and and do you think he could take on Ghostface, Vin Diesel? Yeah, why not? Contractually, he'd have to hit him <laughs> the have... same amount of times. <laughs> <laughs> Ghostface, listen, yeah. Ghostface can take a hit. Ghostface oh. is immortal, right? At this point, like he's like uh, considering he's an amorphous concept. Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. That's <laughs> what I was gonna say. But he, yeah, and especially yeah, he definitely uh, they push the limits of human. He, she, they, they of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And also, side note. Well, that's gonna get into my main point when we sort of start talking about this movie in 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 plot points. But another thing I will say is, as this movie has become more ridiculous, a la Fast and the Furious. The effects of a stabbing also have become more oh. ridiculous. Like people shrug off being stabbed in the gut. Like was it, seventeen oh, times? Is yeah. it Jenny like Ortega? Is a is the Wednesday girl? Is that yeah? Her yeah. Name? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She gets stabbed she in gets this. Stabbed. She gets shanked in, the in this movie and in the back. Yes. And then I watched the I watched the trailer for Scream Five just to catch up, and I was like. She gets stabbed at the beginning of that movie. Yes, <laughs> She's like sure stabby, does. stabby. I'm okay. <laughs> yes. It's, and just like in the Fast and the Furious, they can like have a tank punch them in the face and yeah. they'll get up. Like, <laughs> and, and, and look, th this is. I want everyone to know, dear listeners, this is not a criticism. This is something that is just noticeable. That when you're going in, I think it's yes. honestly, to be fair, a a credit to where the franchise has gone because it's elevating itself to. This level of like, this is weirdly culturally important again enough to withstand a level of ridiculousness that people will just enjoy, because yeah. in, a, in a lot of yeah. in a lot of in a lot of horror movies, mm. or in a lot of genre film, I'll even say this is weird too. Specifically, like the safe this the safe zone that superhero films have become at this point, mm -hmm. uh, as Marvel in particularly, like. We've we've seen it all before, and everyone's sort of afraid to deviate from it. And I'm noticing that people are just giving a shit less and less. Mm -hmm. It's because you're not you're. It's not that it's not ramping up, or like there's not a bigger problem. But all it is in Marvel movies is like, oh man, there's a is a bigger bright light shining up to the sky that's going to end the world. Like who gives a shit? This is just where that's stretching a different level of believability. Something like Scream is taking something very physical and very personal. Right. The idea of stabbing, stabby stabby, <laughs> and. And making it to be like, well, somewhat a stab is the start. They're only going to be killed if there's like a brutal death. Right. right. Like stabbing is the during the f stabbing is essentially a punch yeah, and scream. It's a prelude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's the amuse bouche <laughs> of like of like yeah. the murder. Yeah. 
Um, could you tell us what Scream 6 is about? Oh, I sure can. <laughs> because uh, let me tell you, when I walked in, I had no idea what was uh, going on. IMDb says that Scream 6 is the next installment, in the next installment, the survivors of go the Ghostface killings leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter in New York City. So this is even more relevant to us because we know these places. Yes. Wasn't it shot in Canada, though? It was. Yeah. Was it really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. You can kind of tell. But didn't they do a, they did a, I thought, an okay job. Other than in the, New York City. Other than in the very beginning, that alleyway. There's is, no oh, New York yeah. City alleyway that looks too like big. that. It's yeah. way too big. Yeah. But the subways were realistic and the stops were realistic. And even when they're listing out, like, Although, the those next stop sets. is. Those were all sets. And they, they, were, they looked oh, great. Right? No, I was like, because uh, there was one point they were, like, in the Upper West Side. And then, like, two stops later, they were in Brooklyn. And I was like, whoa. This, it, like, which express train did they catch? Wait, when is that? <laughs> that like, when they're you know, on the subway? When they're the on the subway scene? Yeah, the subway scene. No, I was, sure? I was, I, I had my ears out for it. I could be wrong, but I was like, man, they got to Brooklyn really fast. For a crowded Halloween night, I was like, this is not oh, happening. I, see. I guess that they ended up they said, in Brooklyn. But but I heard them saying on the thing, they were like... Yeah, 72nd. They, 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 they started off there. Yeah, Lincoln yeah. Center. They, but like, I think when they get into like, how many stops? And they're like, 13. They right. said the number yeah, that yeah. it would they take to get there. 10. Thank you, Chelsea. You're welcome. But then... But then I think in that process, it just cut very quickly sure. those 10 stops. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure right. Um, yeah, this is uh, following the lines of now that I've moved to New York City, it's like these movies hit very, very differently because like I know the geography. Right. And But then, so the bigger thing here, I think the biggest um, gambit that the film is really playing with, other than them now having a character talking about franchises and, you know, they, they even reference the line, it's all about the IP now, the characters right. could all die, right. and it's all about the IP. Um, the biggest gambit is that you can get murdered in New York City and nobody will care. How did yeah. uh, how did the, how did the room feel about that? Having lived in New York City for you know all of us for over a decade, I thought it was a great device, and <laughs> I actually thought, and I don't remember if I just um, manifested this or or theorized it, or I thought I actually saw a spoiler about that there was going to be like a Times Square murder scene, and I was like, that's genius! Like <laughs> yeah. it's like it's yeah, it's recreating. Well, you said no, you both seen Scream too. I've seen it's Scream like the Jada Pinkett oh, Smith yeah. right dead right. in a movie theater. It's yeah. like you know being murdered in a public place I was like that was genius which they ended up doing on the subway mm -hmm. to yeah. a degree but um, I thought they could have gone further with it or like right. yeah her getting killed in the spoiler Times Square Alley in the first scene <laughs> yeah um, yeah I, I they liked done it the, as they, a device they should have done the ball drop with with, <laughs> with, with her <laughs> getting stabbed onto head. the ball three two one <laughs> everyone's a stab yeah, yeah. Um, I really liked it I mean the, the truth is about New York uh and this isn't, uh, how do I put this? Everyone is hyper busy and focused on their own shit. And we all yep. walk by terrible things every day that we go out. Yep. Uh, that's just sadly the name of the game. Um, so it is not beyond the pale that something like that could happen on a crowded subway thing. And Absolutely. and not even I'm not even saying that from a, like a selfish point of view. Like you might not realize it. Like mm -hmm. you, yes. I couldn't tell you what on a Halloween night in New York City on the subway. I couldn't tell you what's going on two people away from me. Right. right. Like 
it's and I would assume like oh that bitch is drunk like right. I hope someone's taking care of her yeah you know like you wouldn't number one I think just as humans it's our nature to not always assume the worst and then it's also like group think you're like oh someone else will help her or, like if no one else is reacting I'm yeah. not gonna react yeah. you know there's so many psychological yeah. factors at play yeah there's a, I forget what that is it survivors no what is it it's it's the fact survivor that, New York no 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 yeah yeah escape from New York I mean we're talking about the Kurt Russell movie no yeah. uh, no it's the it's the idea that and I forget what the psychological uh, term for this is email us in only move podcast at gmail Come. Bystander? Uh, bystander effect. Yeah. yeah. Because if you're in a crowd of 10 people and someone falls down, you're more likely to keep going than if a person falls down next to you than them just being alone. Right. Because the idea is, oh, someone else will help them. Yeah. Yeah. New York is the king. Someone someone else that. who's more qualified who's than more I am. qualified. Yeah. yeah there's, there's, there's selfish reasons and there's yeah. also like, well, I don't want to hurt that person. Yeah. I don't want to. And then yeah. there's like, I, I don't, don't want to be liable. Do. Someone, I don't know yeah. what to do. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and and I, I hope I'm not painting New York in a, in a bad <laughs> sense there. Like, there's also, for every story like that, there's infinitely someone who, like, sees someone fall on the tracks and, like, jumps the fuck down there to help yes. them. Like, right. like, New Yorkers are, it, it's such a big place. Obviously, there's such a ton of people. But if, in this world, if you're looking to kill someone in public where it would be very hard to notice it, New York's not the worst place you could do it. Uh, yeah, and you're right. It's like extreme danger, literally seeing somebody pull out a knife and say, I'm going to stab you with this and starting to stab. New Yorkers would jump in yeah. to a stranger, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. But just the like, is that girl, you know, fainting from a stab she, wound yeah, yeah. or from, yeah. you know, a little too much ecstasy? Yeah. Like, I'm going to walk on by and let yeah. someone else figure that out. <laughs> It's, it's, so it's. I think it's a really good move to keep it fresh because Scream yeah. Five, Chelsea. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did take take place in Woodboro? Correct. So it's nice that they're like, okay, we've done these characters in Woodboro. Yeah. And, and from what I understand, nice it's refresh. It's Tara and Sam, the sisters. Correct. It is Mindy. It's the core four. And it's, it's Chad, core the core four. four. Yeah. Yes. Core four. Parkour. Yeah. Um, they're not the core four in five, though. We sadly lost some members of the group. Oh, really? Including oh. a character named Wes that specifically was supposed to be a nod to Wes rest Craven. in peace, Wes Craven, yes. Yeah. Um, now, uh, so, so, but they don't refer to themselves as the core. Like, that name that comes That was a new one here. Correct. That, that, that comes was back. Because there was more of them. Newbie. Because yeah, they survived. <laughs> <laughs> they were used to be uh, core more. Okay. So, <laughs> core more? <laughs> more core. <laughs> they were hardcore more core. <laughs> Uh, Chelsea, yeah. you are the most uh, scream-versed in the room. What did you think of Scream 6? I have gone an, on a roller coaster of emotions wow. with okay. each of these new additions. Mm. Um, I think I don't really count for... Also, I was so drunk when I saw it, I fell asleep halfway through. So that Wait. was like a whole oh, other Oh, your scream created oh, gone yeah. down. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited. Yeah, um, yeah so... Scream 5 and 6 both I went on a journey with 5 I started out the first time I saw it I was obsessed I loved it I was raving about it I was so happy that it didn't like you know because I think I went into it thinking the franchise could be ruined you know my whole feeling of Scream could be could be no more it's always nice when they pull it off and then they pulled it off. I yeah. thought, but then the more I watched it, it had diminishing returns. <laughs> and then I kind of came back around to like, maybe I wasn't as obsessed as I originally was, but mm. I landed in, in a nice middle ground. That was a scream that five. That was a scream five. And then with six, it was the opposite. With six, the first, I've seen it twice. I saw it Thursday mm. of the opening weekend and Friday of the opening weekend. And I at one point just started like yelling at the people I was with my husband and uh, two of my good friends. 
I was like, I'm leaving. Really? Uh, fuck this movie. <laughs> fuck, I can't be par- party to this anymore. And then when my husband and I saw it the next night, I was like, I'm back around. I'm back in. <laughs> so what, long what, journey what, to say it? I landed on that I like it. It's now in the middle of my like scream rankings. Okay, it's so squarely so, in the middle. So you, so what what's what's number one? One will always be, be one. I'm yeah. Not only that, you know, I mean, one is and two, I think, are superior films in general. There's also the nostalgia factor. Most uh, scream heads loathe scream three. I'm a scream three apologist. There's also, <laughs> and again, the nostalgia factor. So I put one, two, three. Yep. Then six. One, two, okay. Then four or five. So you got the original trilogy yeah. and then this. And then six. I do, yeah. I do, yeah. if it was me now, it'd be in the ones I've seen. One, two, six, four, three. Wow. But you haven't seen five. I have not seen five. Okay. Okay. Scream five just feels a lot also lackluster. Like what, I do think they uh, nailed it a little more with Scream six because one of my main criticisms of Scream five was I don't think they went above and beyond with like the kill scenes. I felt like they were pretty straightforward. They Mm. weren't as creative. And again, to scream, uh, I guess not even necessary. Well, no scream one. I mean like uh, Tatum in the garage door and whatnot. Also it was just, it was one. So it was reinventing everything like we said, but then scream two, there's so many interesting kill scenes. Like uh, I don't know if you guys can remember at this point, but at one point Sydney and uh, her college roommate are in a car and Ghostface is driving and the car crashes and he's knocked out momentarily and they have to like crawl out over him or like, yeah, Jada Pinkett Smith in the opening scene Mm -hmm. getting killed in the middle of a crowded theater. I just thought there's a lot of like very interesting, unique kill sequences and I don't think they hit that in five. And I think they came back to that in six. I also enjoyed the chemistry and the camaraderie between the core four Mm -hmm. more than in five. And I'm not sure if that's because they got more in tune with, yeah, just in general, gotten more into the swing of, the writing and the, you know, and also the actors getting more feeling like in their bodies and the character, or was it me feeling like I already am familiar with these characters and now I can grow closer to them in six? You know, I don't right. know like the chicken or the egg, but, um, it's the fast and the furious, but thing. that was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that, and that, yeah, was how I, I definitely liked six more than five. Five is like a pilot in a weird way. Like, I feel like now that's how I'm thinking it's of it. It's a TV it. show. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, five thing. is like the pilot of like this new trilogy with like who the fuck are these new bitches like yeah. do I care about them I don't know it's, it's how I make your father make me care about them yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> Matt what did you think of Scream 5 uh, 6 uh, I couldn't tell you uh, Scream 6 I had a very good time I was very lucky uh, I, w- I went and saw it Friday you had already seen it and I didn't know you were going again so I didn't want to oh ask you oh my god uh, Will again Will Temper friend of the show uh, last was on the Elvis episode or the best of episode um, he went Thursday night was very disappointed he couldn't get the AMC Scream uh, Cup limited edition thing that came oh. with this thing. We went Friday. He went with me again. Uh, we saw it. He still couldn't get the cup. <laughs> so you went again? No. So uh, <laughs> he then went to, after we left, we went to an early show. We went to round five, so this isn't crazy. And then he, like, on the way home, he went to another theater to see if he could get the cup, and he got the cup. Oh, so, so I was, also, why isn't Will here yeah, with yeah. us? I know, I yeah, know. Ghostface got him. Ghostface <laughs> got him. Oh, no. Or he is Ghostface. We, ooh, yeah. <laughs> Will, don't don't kill me or kill me last. Or kill me in the way that they kill in the film, which is like stabby stabby, come back. Yes. Well, so, so, back or be creative about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is the thing. I do think that this 
did uh, did right on two levels. One, it is Fast and the Furiousing it. It's mm. it's upping the ridiculousness, but never to the point of where it's not fun. Yeah. Mm. And then two, uh, the kills were creative, and it fe- even though it was not filmed in New York, it felt very New York. Yes. The kills were kind of New York based. Again, yeah. we'll get into spoilers. Well, that now. bodega. I mean, I like the first thing when they went into that bodega. I was like, that bodega has w- the aisles in that bodega are way too big. Oh, like yeah, there's oh, way oh, too a big. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. I mean, oh, and right. they John wicked the fuck out of that bodega. But, <laughs> yeah. but the but the the thing that I like about it is the uh, the the problems that they're having in these like to get away or like the things that are getting them in trouble are very very New Yorky problems. There's a, someone being attacked in an apartment building, and right. the yeah. neighbor notices and is trying to get the person's attention because yeah. they're not answering the phone. And you're like, you're, you live on top of people here, so like that's something that could very easily happen if you were looking out your window at the wrong time. The subway scene, very very uh, apt in the same way. Yeah. Then there's sort of uh, there's a moment where a character is killed when they're trying to escape from one building to another on an escape fire ladder. That's something that can only happen in a city that the buildings are so like connected to, like yeah. New York, like. There's just uh, there's just so many sort of unique place things that I really really enjoyed it. I have not seen like a slasher, a self aware slasher movie in a very long time. Horror's in an odd spot, not in a bad mm. spot, but in an odd spot. And actually, I was I was watching a um at South by Southwest is just happening now. I mm-hmm. guess uh, Bruce Campbell uh, yeah, is there. Evil Dead Rises. Rises. Yeah, he just did a really interesting. I just saw a snippet of a of a of an interview with him, and he's like. I'm so excited that we are past the torture porn phase of right. horror. Yeah. Right. He's like, it's either prestige or like fun gore. Yeah. And like, and like he, he's just like, because that just wasn't ever my jam. No, no slight to it, but like that was something where I was kind of getting off the horror train. Right. And now it's swinging back. So we have prestige horror films now, like uh, Hereditary or um, Get or, Out or Get Out or. Um, uh, what am I thinking of? Midsummer, right? Like mm. stuff like that, right? Where there's like tons of things to think about around the horror. Right. Then we also just have like sort of more like schlocky type horror things, mm-hmm. and, and this I think falls into that in a in a weird sort of like mix with action cinema thing that I really like right now. Mm-hmm. That also because it treats things ridiculously. But there's a magic sauce where I didn't particularly like that didn't buck me at all because mm. it. It sets its own non-rules, right, right, <laughs> and, right. and it follows those not stabs. Don't stop you. Okay, right. great. <laughs> stabs never stopped, other than like being stabbed like seventeen times. Never stopped anyone in this movie. Right. Ghostface gets hit with so much shit continually. <laughs> yeah. I love. I my favorite thing in Scream One is how hard they hit Ghostface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he gets. Like, I, it, but my favorite line of the whole franchise. I'm feeling a little woozy. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's the best line ever. I, I actually really dug it. And I think it has to do with also the pedigree of uh, the two gents who were directing it. Um, the guys who uh, was it Matt Matt Bellini Alplin and uh, Tyler Gillett. I ready or not, yeah, yeah, ready or not, which is one yeah. of my absolute favorite sort of like out of nowhere horror movies. Uh, yeah. That it was so much fun. I pulled out the Blu-ray because I own it and I still haven't watched the Blu-ray version of it because I'm just like I need to watch this. Do you know stuff. what they're doing next? Uh, no, they're doing the remake for Escape from New York. No way. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so they're going from Wes Craven to John Carpenter. Wow. How do you I mean, you could that? you could ask. I, I knew this would be a trigger moment for you. Because uh, Escape from New York is Matt's favorite movie. Escape from New York is, it's not my favorite movie. It's the, it's the movie that, it's, it's, uh, it's, 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 yeah. it's It's what got me into media. Wow. It's the first thing I, I watched. It's the first thing I watched where I, I was like, oh, 
people made this. Right. Like, right, and I was right, like, right, right. I want to make things like this. Wow. I mean, I, you've seen there's I have Kurt Russell things in my kitchen. Ooh. I have a John, uh, Escape from New York uh, thing right around outside this uh, studio. There's like an animated cell frame thing that's just sort of on the wall. Um, I that's one of the things that like I don't think it needs to be remade. Mm-hmm. Um, but these guys do good work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I I could think of. of <laughs> 50 people that would be worse at it. Um, and so they seem to care about, I mean, like, and especially with the Scream franchise, I have thanked, thanked my lucky stars so many times because it's all about me and how I feel about of course, the Scream yeah. franchise. But so I'm glad that for me personally, they took on the franchise. And you, you, I think you can tell that they are fans yeah. and they care. And everything ultimately is going to be subjective and fucking Paramount's giving notes and God knows what else is happening behind the scenes. But I do think they are... They give a know, shit. The, they give a shit, yeah. Well, right. Speaking of give a shit, Shahir, do you give a shit? Do you <laughs> like... Did you like watching this movie? How did you feel about Scream 6? <laughs> so I walked in uh, in a packed house late screening on a Friday night, I think it was. Um, and I was separated from the person I went to see the movie with. Shout out to Dave Eisenberg. Um, and so we were sitting separately. And in front of me were... Uh, a gaggle of teenage girls, not teenage girls, but like sure. young yeah, ladies. Yeah. Um, and, and they I were probably say, in their 30s. Probably in their 30s. <laughs> I, I say young because they were all on their phones. Yeah, okay. uh, they were all on their phones. And God. then they would like not, take, fo- they were doing TikToks during the movie. Not, oh, God. <laughs> you know, so, like, uh, so maybe they were Gen Alpha. <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, I, my God. So they were yeah. like literally like you know like um, holding up, taking screenshots as the movie was happening, writing captions, and then like sending it out. And, I was, and like you know, I would ordinarily be you know I would be that guy who was like, hey guys. But to be honest with you, I was like, this is their movie. This is this is their. I, I'm in their world right yeah, now. So yeah. it's you know like I'll just sit back and enjoy the ambiance because this is what it is. Um, in terms of, I, I thought I had the same thought about Fra- Fast and the Furious, but the other thing that came to mind as I was watching it, uh, for me personally, having no attachment, no affinity, not really much of a care for this, was that what it was akin to for me was Scooby Doo. Yeah, it was it was way okay. more Scooby Doo okay. than Fast and the Fur- okay. than Fast and the Furious for me, which was that, That's th- which was that they would just be like. You know, you know, they would just introduce like little red herrings, and you'd go, "Oh, that person's a kill. Oh, well, that person's a kill." And then you go, "Well, no, it's actually this person." I'll go, "Okay, great." <laughs> and, like, and then I go, "No, it's actually this one." I'll be like, "Okay, cool." And I was just like, "I don't know." That's such a good analogy. <laughs> I just had no like, you know, they were just like, there was this weird thing, which is I think in a in a in a less uh, in a less strong experience, I'd be like, "Well, this is misguided," but in fact, I was just like. This is not my world, and like it, people here seem to be enjoying it, and and more than anything, what they're enjoying is like the trying to guess the whodunit of it all. Yes. Yeah, yes. and 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 I was like, and so when, when for me, the whodunit was like, okay, cool, it's that guy, cool, and then they were like, this person is related to this person who was in that thing, and they did that thing. And I was like, great. <laughs> I was like, is that right? Really? Awesome. <laughs> okay. And so ultimately, you had, I mean, you both had, you were both entertained <laughs> yeah, at the oh, end of the right. day. Yeah. I, I, you, I, you I didn't hate. I fun. didn't hate. Okay. I really enjoyed myself. I, yeah. I, but, but here's the thing yeah. is that, is that obviously the first film, and I don't want to be, uh, an, I don't want to, uh, anyone to suggest that we have any erasure of, um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, a new, uh, a new nightmare. The Wes Craven movie where he like does the meta thing where it's about him making a new Freddy, yep. the, um, Freddy Krueger movie and Freddy Krueger comes to haunt the set. Yes. Which I think they did something like that in Scream 4? 
I want to say, where there was a movie, a stab movie being made, and the production of the movie. That was three. Scream was three. that three? Yeah, okay, that's when right. Stab came out. Right, right, right. Well, so, yeah, Stab's like a through line through all of them, but yeah. three was the one where like the entire movie was about the movie being made. Right, okay. So I don't. You don't... The, the only thing I remember about that movie yeah. is Courtney Cox in a barn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's um, that's four. Is that four? Yeah, it's four. Yeah. Oh, then I don't remember a thing. Don't about remember it. a thing three about is it. Parker Posey playing Gail Weathers, Weathers yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Uh, and who wouldn't want Parker Posey to play them in a movie? Who would not? But um, so my thing there is that I didn't hate the experience, but mostly I didn't feel like I was connected to the experience. Yeah, got it. You know, like so again the, got it. Uh, I, like the only thing I latched onto was like Dermot Mulroney's in this, and I was like, oh. I wonder if this is going to be a nod to the movie Copycat. You know, I love that movie. Co- do, do you remember? Do, do, I remember. I don't remember it, but I remember that it exists. Yeah, Copycat. But I don't remember with, what um, uh, Yeah, Copycat with Sigourney Weaver, where uh, there's a serial killer who's copying yes! other serial killers. Wait, no, I literally just like watched this recently. Yeah, it was Holly Hunter's in it, and yeah. Dermot Mul- Holly Hunter and Dermot Mulroney are partners. And I believe, spoiler for Copycat, Uh-oh. Dermot Mulroney gets killed off. I somewhat can't early. You Harry Connick Jr. Spoiled copycat. Yeah, you didn't even give us time. <laughs> Harry Connick Jr. Uh, like coming, you know, like you know, plays a real creepster in that movie. Got it. It's a, it, it's, a, it's a real, it's a, it's a knockoff of Silence of the Lambs, but it's also acknowledging that it's a knockoff of Silence of the Lambs. Okay. So it's kind of, you know, it's whatever. So I, so he I was like, it. I like, oh, Dermot Mulroney. I hope they do something with him, and you know, they kind of do. Right. I love uh, that Josh Shigaro was in this too. Jo- who's Josh? He's Shigaro? the boyfriend. He's the, he's the yeah. neighbor. Right. What else is he in? I so have no idea, in but She-Hulk. he's amazing. He's right. in She-Hulk, okay. and he was in Orange is the New Black. Right. Oh. Uh, he's just always, like, kind of He has this... a nervous energy where I was like... I love it. I was like... Oh, I, I... Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Because he he's fantastic. a... like he's, a, he's, he's supposed to be the hottie next door, he's right? Like, he's a beefed-up dude, but, like, he does have a real nervous energy to yeah. him, which I really love. But it, but it's meant to play into, like, this, like, the... Uh, oh, Shaggy, is he the killer kind of thing, you know? Um authentic like i just felt he seemed very authentic and natural and yeah you know um so uh but but to that end i did you know like i was kind of like uh whoever is tiktoking in front of me this is your world your movie you know and and i and my only point there is that scream one was revolutionary you know scream one really changed and on a in in so much as it did it on a big scale like it really like it it made people think about genre in a, in a yes. different way, and then this was I was just like, oh, it's a, it's a neat episode of Scooby Doo. I mean, that, yeah, Scooby or Scooby or Fast is kind of the thing, right? Because yeah. like every time, more if this is more the Fast, I guess. Fast oh, and, and by yeah, by the time it gets to the end, when people are stabby stabby come backy, yeah, I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're okay, Shaggy, we're right, we're Raggy. The the. <laughs> the thing I also really liked about it, and Chelsea, I'd like your opinion on this because yeah. uh, you, you, I feel like if out of the three of us in this room, you would be the most likely to do this, <laughs> is set up the shrine in the old theater. <laughs> I'm a sucker for that weird bullshit continuity. <laughs> yeah. And I loved that. Like, I also loved that this ghost face was just leaving old ghost face masks yeah. around, being like "fuck you," <laughs> like it, like that was such a cool like the old ones from the old killers because they were a collector, yeah. and that sort of like on the stage those cases and like oh god I and uh, so so did you like that? Did you think it was corny? Did you think it was a good? It was like an homage to loving the series in the movie. Yes, and I think that so again I have a complicated. Uh, 
feeling and emotion related to that plot point because when I saw the trailer and got the idea that that's kind of the, you saw the pictures of this collector's den. Oh, see, if I didn't you will. see the trailer. So yeah. okay, so I knew there was something you know having to do with like a collector, and it and I was just like, okay, this could go real fun or real left, you know, and I think based on who. Part of why I disliked who Ghostface ended up being in Scream 6 was because I did not like how that correlated to the fan dungeon (laughs) element of it. But I like, in theory, the fan dungeon element and the dropping old killer masks of it all because I do think that's, I mean, that's, what else are you going to play into if not the nostalgia and the fandom of because I thought it, it's interesting that so many TikTok generation kids were even watching Scream <laughs> yeah. 6 right like I really think that's interesting because I often wonder in my old age does anybody care about the these mo- movies yeah. other than people our age but I think they went to the movie to do TikToks you know like I think it was I think, <laughs> I think it was true. like they it wasn't don't feel as passionately no. about me they're just like ooh yeah. a horror movie but um <laughs> but yes I guess I, I don't know if I explained I think there's cultural cash enough where go- the ghost face mask yeah. is so ubiquitous throughout generations That's in this true. point even if you're not That's a scream person you've seen the ghost face mask and you know the person in the black sheet with the ghost face mask stabs people That's true So so Everyone loves uh, the dopamine hit of I understood that reference. So kids growing up will have seen, like, for us, it was Freddy Krueger. It was Jason. It was Michael Myers. For for kids growing up, it might be those things, but I bet you it's more Ghostface and a couple other newer sort of scary things than than that. Like, Ghostface is an institution at this point, and this movie shows it. And I think in my, since I saw it in, it's like we were living that, like, a little bit older Mm. and, like, Exactly to your point, those uh, Freddy Krueger and the Michael Myers of it all were more the like, we're almost too young to be watching it. We're sneak watching it and Mm. then we're growing up with it. Whereas Scream, we were like, yeah, teenagers by that point and we're growing up with it. So in my mind, I'm like, does anyone even know about Scream? Like, has anyone seen it? I thought it was just like our movie. But then, of course, I don't think I realize like I'm not uh, outside of it looking down enough to realize that you're right. And this movie kind of educates people if they're interested in that weird little history. Side note, you said something uh, you didn't you liked the shrine. You liked the idea of it, but you didn't like we can get into full spoilers now. You didn't like the connective tissue that got us to the shrine. Talk me through that. What uh, I didn't like. I mean, well, can I? Yeah, spoil away. Okay. So I really was having fun with them. And again, I did come back around to that. This is solidly in the middle. Of, like the best of the movies, in my opinion, after the original trilogy. But at first watch, I was having so much fun until they revealed who Ghostface was. Right. Can we go there? Yeah. So who okay, is Ghostface? So Ghostface is the father Uh-oh. of Scream 5's <laughs> Ghostface. <laughs> so in Scream... <laughs> and he would have gotten away with it too. <laughs> if it wasn't, if it for, wasn't for you pesky Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> so in Scream 5, the killers are uh, Sam Carpenter, the daughter of the original Ghostface killer who started it all. Uh, Billy Loomis slash Skeet Ulrich had a daughter, Sam Carpenter. She finds out that Billy Loomis is her father. She had not realized that her 
father, who she knew to be her father, was uh, raising her as his own, but that biologically she was Billy Loomis's daughter. She has a boyfriend named Richie, who at the end is Ghostface and tries to stabby stabby kill everybody with a with colleague d- of his. <laughs> Isn't she related <laughs> to Sydney? Fan colleague of his. No, no one's related to Sydney. Yeah, I thought no. she was related to Sydney. The mm-hmm. person, because I I went back and just watched like some recap videos, and I got the impression mm-hmm. that. The Sydney and Billy Loomis dated. Yeah. So and wait, so now because you've raised this important thing, which is that uh, obviously I have this bigger question about like what to do with the I you know like each of these franchises has kind of started to like mess with the mythology or like start yeah. to like under yeah. you know like figure out what to do with the yeah. mythology. Um, but you mentioned a thing there, which is that who like Billy Loomis was nineteen in the first yeah, movie, d- so high school. So who is the mother of? Of Billy. Sam Carpenter, we don't know yet. But we, I'm sure we, we're, I'm sure we're gonna I, find we out. Might we're know. gonna find out. We might fucking find because out because she's gonna be Ghostface next. Time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm always thinking like, who's parents and, and haven't this, we met yet? Who's gonna come yeah. out? But yeah, but so Scream Five. It is the daughter of the original Ghostface's boyfriend mm-hmm. and a friend of his who it seems like maybe he's actually also dating that girl and just, I mean, he's clearly only pretending to date Sam Carpenter so that he and the other girl who turned out to be the two ghost faces can murder a bunch of people and make a new movie. We're going to make the new version of ghost face. I got to say, right? Scream does not do a lot of favors to us film students. Yeah, I got to say, like, <laughs> it makes us... All of you yeah. Yeah, you're, either, you're either insufferable and a murderer or super hot and you die. Yeah, and I, I am yeah. neither of those things. <laughs> The two extreme. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. We're the film students in this one too. Yeah. <laughs> and so then in Scream Six, yeah. we have um, the father and two siblings of Richie, yeah. the ghost face in Scream Five, yeah. avenging his death. Right. And I was. And they set up the shrine because he loved that stuff so much. They like he. They were insane, of course, because everyone who's Ghostface is insane. insane. But like, but the they set up the shrine because they're like right. Richie loved this, and like I didn't get it, but it's important because he loved it. And, right. and it's so funny because like that sentiment in this day and age, especially just with everything going on with fucking everything going on, like <laughs> it's it's like weirdly nice. Like here's a father who loved his kids so hard that he he like was like well this is fucked up but it's my boy like it, mm, is that nice it's like the like, oh it's insane and terrible <laughs> but what i'm saying is there's so much shit going on of like parents being horrible to their oh, children well that's okay can i let me i got a we we need to talk about kevin scenario going on in my mm. head if anyone didn't know that book then you might know what i'm talking about yeah i'm gonna be long-winded i'm gonna try to really quick there's three things that popped into my head so first to close the loop on what we were talking about the shrine and mm. the mm-hmm. yeah old go scream five ghost faces dad and family avenging it of it all i bothered me at first not necessarily the connection between the shrine well the connection between fan shrine and trying to like bait us in that way like oh look at all this fan shrine nostalgia for your fans do you like it do you like this den is that the tv exactly (laughs) um and then uh the new character of we think he's a just a detective investigating all of this and turns out that he's Ghostface. I was like, are you motherfuckers? Sorry, I'm saying the effort so much no, on this no. podcast. But because when I saw the cast, you know, list and the trailer for Scream 6, I was like, if this my best friend's wedding motherfucker <laughs> is Ghostface <laughs> and they make just a random new character Ghostface, I'm going to lose my shit because I was hoping... 
I just wanted it to keep tying in a little bit more. Like we were, you know, everyone was excited that Hayden Panettiere, who mm. played Kirby in Scream 4, was coming back. Uh-huh. I was like, such a great opportunity to not only bring her back, but then maybe she's a killer for some reason. <laughs> or are we going to find they, out another backstory? Which they from that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. But uh, there was something about it just being another random new character that made me so angry at first. And then I dialed it back and I said, okay, first of all, I appreciate what they're doing here because there were a ton of homages to Scream 2 and Scream 6 because Scream 6 is the Scream 2 of this new trilogy, right? And a lot of everything from little details of at one point they reference the sorority Omega Beta Zeta, which is the (laughs) sorority that Sarah Michelle Gellar, who plays Cece, gets killed at in Scream 2. And was Sarah Michelle Gellar on screen too? She yeah. was. Wow, that was was that a crossover with a? I know what you did last summer. No, no. And actually, she was in all of a ton of those. Movies. Yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty sure that Scream Two came out before. Well, at any rate, wait, was Sarah Michelle like, Gellar or in that? Side, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or who am I thinking they of? They came who out does like the, one year apart. Uh, what do you, you know? Who's the one who's screaming in the? Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Jennifer Love Hewitt. What is she screaming? What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Did you hear the funny story about that scene? That was a fan submitted the, scene. Yeah, a fan like a fan directed scene as well. It was like, like a the, it was like the, a branded like what the fuck? it was like a branded over. contest. Yeah, it yeah. was like integrated marketing contest. And this the fan was like, Yeah, it should be a no, scene. No, and like who screaming. have they not found this kid who like directed That's the scene? Amazing. And it's the most iconic isn't that crazy? If yeah. you know, hey, if you're listening right now, and adult you're... person <laughs> who directed <laughs> that scene <laughs> at this point, please email us in only movie podcast at gmail.com. What's so sad to me is that person's an accountant in Ohio well, now or something like that. Yeah, like, the most iconic yeah, yeah. scene what of nineties. <laughs> Horror. What a cool cap feather to have in your fucking life. Right? <laughs> like that's I just hope he ge- he or she gives a shit. Yeah. Anyway. So <laughs> and then in um Scream Two, yeah, the Omega Beta Zeta of it all, like little details like that. And right. then all the way up to the big uh link, which is in Scream Two, the killer is Billy Loomis's mom. Right. And a teenager, a college student that she's sort of so like. So that's recruited. Sam Carpenter's grandmother. So, yes. And they reference that. In, oh, did, because they, at one point, um, Dermot Mulroney is like, this is your grand, or maybe one of the ghost faces is like, this is your grandmother's mask. Right. Yeah. Because she was the second ghost face. So I was like, okay, guys, <laughs> I forget your names right now. The guys who took it over, like, I see what you did here. And yeah. it made me less angry that was the guy from my best friend's wedding and a little <laughs> bit more like, okay, like, I, I can appreciate what you're doing here. Like, Scream 2 and Scream 6 are both parents of the last ghost face avenging. And also, I was like, Chelsea. What what else are they gonna do? Like, this, what this are they is gonna what I, do? This is what I what get else? into because they can the, only have so many options. Like you yeah, know, yeah, what's go- it gonna be aliens? Like yeah, well, Ghostface <laughs> is essentially um, it's like the Phantom. Do you remember the the comic book character, the Phantom, sure. which is like the ghost who the ghost who walks yep. in the jungle, and it's like it's just a lineage passed down, and you never know who the actual Phantom is at this right. point. It's just like it's just a, yeah, a, it's, a, a it's a moniker. Right. It's a moniker. And, but the, the thing is, is like. There are now six movies, and within the world of the movies, uh, there must be like a nationwide panic around the Ghostface Killer, right? Like they must be like, like any anyone who puts on the mask suddenly becomes a psychopath. But I mean, on Halloween, they're all. I mean, we've seen Halloween in real life. People yeah. dress up as horrible people all the goddamn time. Like no, no, but 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 interestingly, and this was that thing I was sort of getting to with like uh, the way 
the genres of our generations have gotten to mythologizing those characters. So yeah. when you see with Halloween, they're like, now he's like a boogeyman who can't die. He's right. like got some mystical powers. Right. With Jason Voorhees, like I think there was a reboot of that where he, again, they kind of allude to the fact that he is just a bigger uh, presence in life. Yeah, you know, yeah, Freddy right. Krueger obviously become, was anyway. Right. The, whereas Ghostface, of, oddly, is this like the, the, the funny thing about Ghostface is that Ghostface is just an ordinary person. Yeah. yeah. Every time. But, but, in the in the world of the movie is that they're also someone who has both a preternatural stabby stabby skill and and also are super strong when they put on the mask right yes. like you can beat them over the head with a with with a cast iron skillet yes. and they will get up and walk away yes. um and also is someone who meticulously plans and understands the lineage of the murders that have happened before them. Yep. That that's always the case. Also case, right? invincible shins. Invincible shins. <laughs> because <laughs> they get tables and things thrown at the base of them and they get hit right. and yeah. they fall right. and they get right back right. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ghostface yeah. wobbles but they don't fall down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so in the world, like you know, yeah, I I, I kind of like the idea that they like in the beginning of this film they they do something interesting which is that there is a ghost face killer who is unrelated to all of the mythology, yep. but is an insufferable film student. Yep. <laughs> like, right? There's two of them. There's two of them. Yeah, right. there's two insufferable film student who is uh, annoyed that he got an if on his giallo paper or something like right. that. Um, so he kills the teacher. So he kills the teacher, who's way too hot to be a film teacher, by the way. Just like, just, just straight <laughs> up, like, young. No, no, and like, young. Are you Jen Alpha and I, a teacher? I know some hot film teachers. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, no, oh, no, not me. Okay, other yeah, than yeah, you. Okay. My no, but like, was a huge creep. That's that's <laughs> no, my right. fair enough. Fair enough. No, but when she walks out of the, you know, when she walks out of the restaurant in that dress, I was like, "What is going on here?" Because that is not my <laughs> film school experience. Um, but anyway, um, yeah. So there's an interesting thing that happens there. But then the real ghost faces who in this film were the friends we made along the way. Yeah. <laughs> The real ghost faces are also aware of this killer, of these killers. And they're like, no. And have these killers killed before at this point? No. But they were they were like, these guys knew about well, it. Well, they were, no, were they, <laughs> wait, hold on. Were they his film buddies? Oh, uh, whose film buddies? No, because did the, did the guy in Scream 5. five. Oh, no. Did he I don't go think to NYU? Was, I don't think there was supposed to be a Okay, relation. so he is just trying to, they're just trying right, to mimic. But these yes. ghost faces, so, and this is, comes back to that point, which is that, the ghost faces are not only superhumanly strong, um, and uh, but 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 have meticulously planned the lineage of what is happening. Right. And in this case, there are three ghost faces who know the identity of two other ghost right. faces right. and murder right. them immediately right. after right. they've committed their first crime. Like, how did they know? <laughs> like, and they have decapitated one of them. Well, they and, fridged him and fridged and threw him in a fridge, right? Yeah, and then called up and did the voice. And did the whole thing because they they don't just murder they don't just murder people they it's like theatrical you know like yeah. they actually like they have to yeah. do like a thing I'm waiting and, and, I, and like they really knew who it was because they were able to imitate mm -hmm. the person that they had just murdered so yeah. I'm I'm worried about this is the one thing I'm worried yeah. about this franchise <laughs> I'm, worried, I'm worried about this franchise <laughs> when it becomes something slightly supernatural or <laughs> or I'll even go like pseudoscience where <laughs> Ghostface is almost like a, a, a mind virus. Yeah, or like something. in like in Michael Myers. Uh, no, actually, in in, yes. in Friday the Thirteenth Part, it was the one after Jason yeah, Takes Manhattan, which was the first one yeah, I saw. Yeah, yeah. But there's one where he gets he he 
uh, Jason is killed and he is courted and his body is sent to different parts Part of, the of the world. world. But then they realize his he's got like a like his soul is corrupted and it makes somebody like the coroner want to eat his heart and he eats his heart and he becomes the next Jason. Yeah, is that yeah is yeah? That, so like something <laughs> like that like and, and I don't think they're I, to be pers- perfectly honest I don't think they're ever gonna take Scream in a supernatural sense. No. But what they God, might do not. is a psychological sense or what they might do is a bacterial sense. No or no what no they no might no. Do is like, like uh, I got it. it no. Look, it's Fast and the Furious. You do Fast and the Furious, um, not Hobbs and Shaw. I think it was Fast Eight that I saw. I've only seen two. Oh, Fast that's, and oh that's Fate of the Furious. Fate of the Furious. That's right. <laughs> but where they do the zombie cars? Remember that scene where like yep. all the cars come out? Remote I, control cars. I'm, that's what you do with Scream now. Is you're gonna have like a thousand Ghostface runs out, run out, and we don't know which ones which. Chelsea, and they're all just stabby stabby. Yeah. Maybe they're all stabby stabby each other. Yeah. That was what the original. Plot of Scream Three was the that Columbine Stu, and... yeah, was Stu. Stu came back. Lillard was supposed to be alive, right? And because that it, is part of the game here now, is we can just bring anyone back. You can bring anyone Fast back. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> Stu in the first one was the second killer to Billy Loomis, and a TV falls over on also him. But you never really Shaggy fully in the Scooby Doo movie. <laughs> also, also Chelsea's microphone is on his company Beetle and Grimm's Curse of Strahd Legendary Edition box right now, so it's it. all connected. Matthew Lillard, I he was always like top three. Pretty husbands. attractive dude. Shout out to Pete hey, yeah. Grimm. Matthew Lillard has a cool career, and he's Ugh, like mixed acting with like b- a bunch of nerd shit that I love, and they make great products. If you play any sort of D and D stuff, look up Pete Do Do you remember him from The Descendants, by the way, where yep. he's like sleeping with George Clooney's dead wife's uh, yeah. dead wife at some point? Anyway, oh. but there, there's something else I want to get to here, which is that Chelsea, you work with someone who is integral to the <laughs> we franchise. Forgot about that. We forgot about <laughs> that. You work with someone who's like a key factor. In this entire franchise. Can you talk a little bit about the DB connection? Yes. So my boss is Casey Becker. Okay. I uh, For, for those who don't know, <laughs> played by? Drew Barrymore. Okay. Uh, the iconic, which made Scream Scream. Yeah. Uh, the first scene played Casey Becker. She was the Janet, was the, the the Janet the Lee of the, of, Scream. of the Scream. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm one of the head writers of the Drew Barrymore show. Mm. And... Uh, we've done a lot. We're in uh, finishing up season three. Yeah. L- renewed for season four. Yeah, oh, yeah. Congratulations. congratulations. Yeah, tune yeah. in. Check your local list. That's probably due to the fact that you have played Ghostface well, on the <laughs> show. <laughs> so we have like more times than the public probably cares to have right. you know been party to. Uh, done little screen bits, and I'm sort of the unofficial the official, official <laughs> ghost face. Which is, is, is it because when Drew Barrymore <laughs> needs to know what's happened in the Scream franchise, like your friend Nate, she calls yeah. on you. <laughs> it's like, Chelsea, tell me what happened in number three. What was it that I said <laughs> yeah, yeah. right after Ghostface called me the second time? And if you could convince her to come back. In the sh- in the series, somehow. I mean, if they're furiousing the... this, she can come back. But if she okay, so now we've got the idea that like, um, if you were to mythologize the show, you know, like um, Sam's grandmother could come back, right? But what if? And I'm just putting this out here. What if Sam's grandmother was Casey? <laughs> well, okay, if Sam's grandmother was Casey, what would that? And then, no, and, well, and, no, because and, Casey Becker was the same age as as Sam, Sam Carpenter's and, dad. Billy yeah, but Loomis. I'm saying, but what I'm saying is, what if they killed? What if she got killed off so that she could go off and have the baby? What if she was pregnant? Oh and this is in Woodsboro, God. where you know, like what having if? a baby out of wedlock ain't cool. You know what I'm saying? What if in a post-credit <laughs> sequence, or even the first scene of Scream Seven, <laughs> you see again 
uh, Drew get axed in the beginning of Scream 1. But then <laughs> off comes the mask, and it's Deckard Shaw, Jason Statham from Fast and the Furious. I thought you were, <laughs> were going to go like it was the one of the Mission no, Impossible masks. because here's the thing, because that's exactly what they do in Fast and the Furious <laughs> for Han's death. There's a character named Han who dies in 3, and they show in 7 at the end, it's actually like Jason Statham's fault. And, like, and I'm just making weird connections, because like at this point, and I do think that Scream's here, and this is not an indictment, this is a compliment, that they can do this and pull it off. You could bring, you could bring her back. You could bring anyone back. Well, yeah. You at this point, you could bring but anyone back. She could come but back. Speaking of, of the grandmother, back, speaking of coming that's back, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, speaking of coming back, Nev Campbell did not come back. Okay. Oh, and and and, and from what it. I understand, so upsetting. Rightfully so, because they were from. What, I, I don't know if this is entirely true. This is rumor that I have heard. Uh, if anyone knows better than me, please correct me if I'm wrong. I'm making the Chrissy Teigen drunk at the Grammy Awards face. By the yeah. way, yeah. <laughs> right um, she was basically kind of being lowballed? Yes. She was not being offered a number that was uh, commensurate with her, what yeah. she contributed to the franchise. Yeah. It wasn't Party of Five numbers. And, it was yeah. not, party. definitely not. And here's the thing. Yeah. I would have loved to it see Sydney. Even, she was in part, Scream 5 yeah. for Party 5. It yeah. wasn't yeah. even um, the... Uh, why can't I think of no, the, the name? The Nif Campbell no, movie? No, uh, the, 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 oh my God, Farusa Bulk and Skeet Oh, oh Kraft, the Kraft, Yeah, the Kraft, it wasn't even yeah. Kraft numbers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are the weirdos, mister. <laughs> um, the, uh, I am the son, I am the heir. Um, <laughs> the, I, I, no, but I like, I deeply respect that decision uh, because oh, yeah. that's a hard decision to do and hopefully maybe Incredible for the next for... one. There's also the rumor that like, it was something, it was. It was also they were lowballing her, but it was also because the budget was lower, and like there was a I'm couple sure. other things. Like, and they, but and, isn't and that always what? Oh, they sure. say. But, but I think yeah. it might have been Will telling me this, and sorry, Will, if I'm putting <laughs> things in your mouth. But the, uh, the what are you putting in his mouth? Uh, the, the words. <laughs> um, the the there's something about like when this movie was filming and what was happening. It was a bunch of different things, and there's a chance that they'll be able to work it out, or they they were been talking about it for Scream Seven. I think I'm we're all hopeful she'll come back for Scream Seven because but I don't I'm just think... hopeful Drew Barrymore comes back for like <laughs> I'm I'm I am deeply invested <laughs> in the idea. <laughs> no, but I am I am deeply invested in the idea that Drew Barrymore is secretly. I am I'm invested in the idea that she is not only Sam's grandmother. <laughs> But has been pulling the strings like fucking okay, Michael wait, Corleone wait, wait, wait. in The Godfather so what happens for the last Gail, Gail, five movies. Gail Godot's character from Fast and the Furious comes and cuts her down with the Wonder Woman sword. Yeah. And it's like, we have to go. And yeah. then she's alive again. Well, wait, can I really quick finish? Um, actually, can you pitch this to the, Drew, please? Stu- I will pitch it to her. Okay. Uh, we'll call her as soon as we leave. Thank but you. So, Stu Mocker, who was the second killer to yeah. with Billy I'm Loomis feeling a little woozy. One, yeah. Feeling a little woozy here. Yeah. You hit me with the phone, Dick. Yeah. Uh, my mom and dad are going to be so mad at me yeah he is in the original scream three screenplay he He was alive the whole time because we just saw a tv dropped on his head if he's alive and then he was in jail and he uh accrued a group of acolytes that of teenagers who were like obsessed with the mythology of like you're a serial killer right and he sent them out because he was in jail to do his bidding and kill people. Then Columbine happened and they were like, oh, serial killer teenagers? 
no thanks, we're good. And that's when they had to rewrite Screen 3 at the last minute, and people hate it. I love it. That's another podcast. But (laughs) then that, when it got shelved, became the following three seasons starring Kevin Bacon, also written by Kevin Williamson, which I highly recommend. I've watched that whole series like twice. It's very good. But so all of us scream heads. You've spoiled the whole 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 thing. Well, no, no, no. It, uh, well, yeah, it's not Matthew Lillard who's the. No, but there, but you, (laughs) but you give it away. Like, if I'm watching the following on, I was like, that that comes on like. I blacked out, so I'm two. fine. That, yeah. that comes on like episode two. That's like the whole yeah, <laughs> okay, premise right. of it. All right. uh, so I didn't still watch it. I didn't spoil it. But yeah. um, all of us screamheads are waiting. It's like for our moment where that storyline is going to come to fruition. So I think but. another reason that I was disappointed that it was the guy from my best friend's wedding is because they were hinting at different things that like maybe we would get Stu Right. And his accolades. Maybe it's or, seven. And maybe or, it's seven. Maybe or it's seven. instead of stew, who could it be? Chasey Becker. It could be Chasey Becker. Um. <laughs> <laughs> grandma, <laughs> grandma Ghostface Killer. So hold That's on. That's what I'm saying. Last, thing, last, last sort of character that I want to bring up. And, well, actually, so side note, uh, mm. Hayden Pianeteri. Pianeteri? Pianeteri. Uh, what a f- <laughs> what what fun she's fucking having in this movie. Uh, like, no, was there? Like, a, she's an, just also so good. She seems like a, just a good person. Kirby, Doesn't she. I'm just like you're a cool chick. So she was from Heroes, out. yeah, and, and, and Scream Four. And then also, what was the? There was another show called Scream Queens. Was she in that? She oh. wasn't in Scream Queens, but she was in the show with um Connie. Britain. Connie Connie Burton. Oh, the the uh, the, the Nashville, Nashville show. show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. She yeah. Was in that show. Uh, I for like I love what they did with Kirby here. Like FBI mm-hmm. agent Kirby, and it's it, so silly, <laughs> and she's so just fun. chewing scenery. And it's funny because they. And Gail set Weathers her up. is like you're. A zygote, like yeah. you're too, too young. I'm like, oh, we're all cocks <laughs> yeah. in this moment. Yeah, it's. It, I just, I loved her character in this yeah. movie. It yeah. was just so fun. Like, I never believed she was the killer, but I loved that they were like kind of setting you up to be like, yo, the she's Scooby probably fucking all. her and Scooby Doo of it all. But, but like, you know, the other thing I was really upset about was uh, Gail Weathers' husband. Oh like, my like, God. like, 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 you know, like, so obviously there's, there's something here where like, she's maybe still pining for Dewey or so, whatever, but like Gail Withers' husband, just like his or murder off screen, or whatever. whatever, murdered off screen. She was like, all oh, those muscles couldn't save him. She goes, yeah, I know. I was like, bitch. <laughs> so Gail, well, Gail, well, so here's the thing. to save you. <laughs> Gail is that character. Gail doesn't. She get... wouldn't do that to Dewey though. <laughs> I don't know. But the, the point of, I actually kind of liked this. I don't think Gail's coming back. I don't think Gail's going to be in Scream 7. Because she was stabby, stabby, come back. No, no, I don't think she's dead. I think they're going to I think they're going to Sydney her. Because the, oh, because okay. her arc, this is the thing. Gail's okay. arc, in my opinion, I mean, I know it's finished a couple times. But yeah. like now, <laughs> she fights Ghostface off and lives, even though she's incredibly injured. And her whole thing is, just remember, he didn't get me. Yeah. Right. right. And like, and, oh, okay. and you think that was still her swan song? Like, I she kinda, lived, don't worry. Because here's the thing. Because here's the thing. Gail, as a character okay in this movie, do you think she was getting friends money? Doesn't, for this? yeah. yeah. <laughs> doesn't, no. Doesn't think, d- doesn't really affect literally anything in the movie other than dodging a punch and like yeah. having a reference. She's a reference point. Yeah. And, and she has nothing to do with these characters. And if they're not going to kill her in this movie, 
Yeah. I think she's just done. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. It did seem pointless that she was still a reporter in New York City after she'd written all these books and like living the highlight. I was <laughs> yeah. like, why are you doing this? Yeah, yeah. Like, why are you like, you know, like uh, chasing the beat? Get your <laughs> I'm like, shit together, Gail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. anyway. But um, but then okay, let's talk. I, I do want to talk about Stabby Stabby Comebacky. Because yeah. at the end of the movie, like three of the core four, like one of them is and sta- two of the ghost faces. Yeah. <laughs> We're just crazy. One of the core four is like pinned to the ground and stabby stabbied in both directions. Also twisted. The yeah, knife twisted, is twisted. Twisted, stabby stabby all the way in by two ghost faces. And then suddenly at the end of the movie, it's just like, yo, I'm here. I'm still alive. Like, and then, and also Jenny Ortega's character yeah. is, is stabbed in the back. But like hers is even more funny because she's stabbed in the back and in the next scene, is like running like it yeah. n- nothing happened. <laughs> and, also, and, also, yeah, Chad, Chad gets nailed down too. Like, yeah, it's it's it's. The ch- I was shocked that they, but very glad that Chad didn't die. But that's also, and not to by any means say that this is something unique to the Scream franchises because there's so much suspension of because this happened right? to Dewey like all the time, anything. right? And happened to Dewey for sure. Yeah. And like in all the horror movies, right? There's like a lot of oh, okay, that you just so the the grenade exploded in your mouth. No, that's fine. You're yeah. in the next scene. Fast and furious. But um, exactly. But in the meta-ness of the Screamverse, they always, in I want to say every, almost every, if not every movie, the Scream thing is like, you got to shoot him in the head. Right. So I do think that is also a Scream. They set up the rules. But did they shoot Dermot Mulroney in the head? Yes. They do? Sam, Sam. Did Sam shoot well, Dermot Mulroney? Well, I don't remember if they did actually shoot any of them in the head, but point to your point of just like, even the... Plunging the knife into the uh, yeah. one kid's mouth and turning it, yeah. and everyone getting it. You know, it's still like, well, yeah. The th- okay, they so, didn't shoot him in the head. So, they always do. They always come back. So once. to my to my point about the Scooby Doo of it all was that, like, at the end of the movie, when <laughs> like people coming back, I was like, okay, you know, it's just like a, uh, I don't know, sure, why not? Um, but the so 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 for me, the experience of the movie was like. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on here or why this is all happening. But what I did like, I did like Skeet Ulrich coming, uh, Skeet Ulrich's ghost coming yeah, back, yeah, yeah, and like yeah. talking to Sam. I I liked that side of it because then I like the inversion that she is like the final girl who is also the killer. Yeah, you know, like I kind I I it thought that was interesting I, at least. I did too. But. Um, and I think they're going to deliver on that on in seven. Me too. Uh, I agree. I love the concept. <laughs> Of a legacy weapon, right? And like, I come from MMO, also, MMOs and RPGs and things yeah. like that. So like, re, yeah. re, like you know, epic weapons that characters have. Yeah. And weirdly, in this world, uh, Skeet Ulrich's character, Billy Loomis's knife, is like the ultimate <laughs> weapon. It's been rusted. And yeah, like, it's, no. like, it's and, still got Stu's blood on it. It's like familial in a way. Yeah. Like and like, so she takes it. Yeah. And side note, Chelsea, I'm trying to remember. Does anyone ever dress up as Ghostface to fight Ghostface in any of these movies? Yes. Um, <clears throat> Nev Campbell actually, even in the very first one, she puts it on and like jumps out at them and plunges like oh, that's an umbrella right. into Skeet Ulrich. I was going to say as it ever has a has a ghost face cuz my idea how you beat ghost face cuz there's always there's normally multiple ghost faces which makes the character sort of an interesting horror trope in, in that space. If there's two or more ghost faces, mm-hmm. all you have to do 
is come out in a third ghost face costume. Right. <laughs> because then you know that you can kill either of them. Oh, it's like a classic, like, which one is it? But yeah. they don't know. Shoot him, you idiot. They don't know which one is their friendly ghost face and which one is the bad ghost face. So the way to beat ghost face, if there's multiple ghost faces, is to be ghost face. Right. <laughs> because you'll have a step up. That's my plan. Anyway, I was yeah, just wondering what had happened to, to to Skeet Ulrich because he like there was this point where he was he, in Riverdale. He was in Riverdale, but like yeah. there was a point where he was going to be a huge deal. Oh, he no, remember he was, he was in um, as good as it gets um, with Greg Kinnear. Uh, he played he played like the boyfriend who beats up Greg Kinnear. Okay, um, for 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 a scene, and then he was in. Um, I want to say something else. Well, uh, he was in the craft with. Never oh no, he had. Uh, there was a movie about stigmata, and he was like this character. Oh, interesting. A uh, touch, yeah. He kind of had like a stigmata thing. Like, what happened to him? He, like, ride he was with in the escape devil. room. Uh, I know he was like poised, and then, but yeah, he. I just remember when I saw him and Luke Perry, rest in peace, were in mm-hmm. Riverdale, but like playing dads. I was like, oh yeah. no. But you know, like there was we're everything going for him. He's like a great looking dude, you know. Yeah. Like, like I remember, like in that movie. It was like, oh, who is that guy? Oh, he was the guy. I mean, <laughs> Matt Lillard was always my number one, but Skeet Ulrich was also right there on my wall yeah. in 1996. So I think we can all agree. <laughs> Drew Barrymore comes back. Okay. And Skeet Ulrich comes <laughs> back. <laughs> and Stu comes back. Gra- uh, grandma Ghostface. Look, oh. I'm pitching this in the room. <laughs> <laughs> pitching it in the room. Wait, I know we're like, we've been doing this for three hours, and you can cut this out, but at least just for us. No, no, no. So the... um. What I was gonna say like forty five minutes ago, <laughs> the you were even saying, uh, Macrol, about uh, babying or like the parenting of that. My son was a sure. ghost face murderer, mm. but mm, he can do no wrong, yeah. and I'm gonna build him this shrine den, yeah. and I'm gonna avenge his death. I'm also gonna get so, my other kids involved. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm really gonna like, poison <laughs> the entirety of my family. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, love, I'm gonna put my other kids in danger, and then Who's we his, all die. Who's their mom? Who's that, the we don't know. That's something I clogged too. We don't know. <laughs> but so uh, my husband Tash Neal and I. When we were watching it, we were talking about it afterwards. So one of our little like in jokes between us is, do you remember the '90s PBS show Ghost Rider? Yes, a thousand percent. He's a ghost. He writes things. Yeah, Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I think so it's a Ghost Rider, like the Nicholas Cage no, movie. It's, no, it's I very mean, close. Yeah. a play on it. Yeah. But so for anyone's not familiar, go to YouTube. But yes, it's this children's PBS show, and um, he's a ghost who writes. <laughs> <laughs> but so there was this sold. One. I'm like, yes. If that's I was, if I was, if I was the executive in the room, I'd be like, cheer, yes. cheer. That's Green not light. cheer. That's not the pitch to the show. A character in the show <laughs> says those words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That I'm was like, a yeah. direct quote. It <laughs> goes, Eddie okay. Wright sings. <laughs> okay, all right. Ghost so. <laughs> But so one of the episodes we were <laughs> revisiting like a couple years ago, watching Ghostwriter episodes on YouTube during the pandemic, and one of the episodes is one of the main characters, Jamal, like is goes into this store to buy something, and one of his peers, who's this just like little blonde... So, also for context, the main character Jamal is uh, is black, and then his classmate is this little white blonde boy named Calvin, 
and Jamal he and, and his mom yeah. work in his. It's like his parents' store. Calvin works in the store. The mom is there. And why do these kids need a writer? Why do they need a writer? You gotta watch it. Listen, yeah, you gotta watch well, the show, shoot. Because like when you pitched it, I was like, binge. we're in the New Yorker magazine or something like that. You gotta binge. We'll binge watch Ghost Rider, and then okay. we'll do a separate bonus podcast about okay. Ghost Rider. Right, right, but Sorry. point being, Calvin's mom is just like. Uh, Calvin's a little shit, right? right like sure. He's just a piece of shit, bully, like, right. stab him. I want to stab him in the mouth and twist it, just like Ghostface got. <laughs> and his mom is like, Calvin got a four point when Calvin's the... Calvin is the best soccer player <laughs> in all of the tri-state area. You know, like, it's very, like, Calvin can do no wrong, but he's, like, a literal, like, piece of shit on the bottom of your shoe. And so we have just now adopted the, fra- like, Calvin's mom yeah. as anyone who is just, you know, privileged in America. Yeah. My, exactly. And, like, so my kid is, is a literal ser- serial killer. But Dermot like Mulroney is Calvin's mom. Yes. Yeah. And I loved, actually, <laughs> then when I thought about them, too, and I'm like, I, I'm sure they weren't even going, trying to go that deep with it. But I was like, now I'm even more on board if I can put it through my own lens of, like, <laughs> they made the killers, the mm-hmm. ghost faces in Scream 6 be Calvin's, Calvin's mom, mom to shine a light <laughs> on the problem of Calvin's moms <laughs> yeah. in the world today. I think that's a very Was good Ghost Rider sit in New York, by the way? No. No. Uh, oh, no, no. It was. No, it was it? I think it was no, it set in New York City. <laughs> It no. was it was like a city. Maybe it was like email us in only women podcasts at gmail.com. <laughs> All fans Rated of Ghost, Ghost Rider. <laughs> You'd you be surprised. You guys should have the I bet you Calvin mom Calvin's mom Ghost runs, Rider runs the bodega. Which is why that there bodega is, is so huge. On one of the kids the kids on yeah. Ghost Rider. Yeah. Um <laughs> their parents do own a bodega. That's part Which of is why Ghost that Rider. bodega yeah. is so like that's Ghost, not Ghost Rider's like, bodega. You got a ghost face to Ghost Rider. Thanks Jason for coming on this journey. Don't in. be a Calvin's mom. Yeah. <laughs> uh Ludacris Bridges should be face ghost face. I mean he's in the Fast and the Furious. That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um so that would work. <laughs> Ta- Tash, Tesh, is uh, his character's name. You're asking the wrong Tesh, dude. <laughs> I think his character's name is my husband's it's, no, name. No, no, your husband's name is Tash. This, this is Tash. Tish. Let me double check this. I think his name uh, is Tash. I love Ludacris. I'm going to see him uh, at MSG opening up for. I mean, I'm going to see Janet Jackson, and <gasps> just uh, the icing on top is that Ludacris is the opener, and I'm so excited. I hope Janet Jackson oh, has Taj. a It's Taj. Out. It's T E J Taj. Oh, which is also how most people pronounce my husband's Taj. name because. Yeah. Is Tash is Tash opening with Ludacris? I Jackson? wish. Can yeah. you imagine if he was if he was playing if the guitar for Velvet Rope? Yeah, he's going on the verse. He's never been defeated. Ludacris, and he won't stop now. I would die. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, Ludacris was in Fast Eight with Kurt Russell, who is uh, Snake Plissken, who will not be appearing in the directors of this film, Screamate's new remake of Escape from New York, and it's probably a cameo. Although I doubt he will, because wow. Kurt Russell has led. Lily said, "I think when Gerard Butler was up for the part of Snake Plissken, he goes, Fuck that! I am Snake Plissken.' <laughs> he just like, I don't think Kurt Russell's gonna come back for any stuff, but I could. Be I wrong. don't know, man. If you gave him like, uh, if you gave him like executive." Uh, what was that movie where Kurt Russell and Steven Seagal are in a movie, uh, Executive Orders, I think? Was oh, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that what it was called? Anyway, we're getting anyway, way off track. Yeah. <laughs> Chelsea, I, I feel like she and I, I mean, do we have any other, you and I have any final words about Scream? I have Scream? no thoughts no. in general. I Chelsea? Like we, I feel very purged. I feel great. I feel oh, that's like another franchise which I know nothing about. Yeah. Wait, I am going to open up my notes real quick. Okay. Sure. Yeah, what's the last Here's stop? what I thought. First scene, no one would leave a seat at a crowded bar ever. That's true. That's, that's unrealistic. True. That's very true. Yeah. 
Um, and then also, I said the subways are realistic. <laughs> and they were very good. The sets were excellent. Um, they should do Scream at SantaCon. Oh, and my <laughs> last most important thought is at the frat party towards the beginning, um, the some of two of the songs that are featured are Blow the Whistle. And then also this is it, like by Lucchini. Mm. And my note was these little bitches don't know these songs. <laughs> wow. Okay. And those are my main that's, that's that main thoughts of Scream Six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well not the, the stabby stabby come no. back. No. It was the fact that they were playing. These music. songs are not realistic. They these kids don't know these songs. Yeah. Well, this has been the only <laughs> podcast about Fast and the Furious Six. I mean <laughs> Scream Six. I mean Scooby Doo. I mean <laughs> Escape from New York. I don't know. <laughs> uh Chelsea. Thank you so much what for coming Thank on. You. What, what a delight, delight this I'm, was with Chelsea White. I'm so honored, and I'm honored that, uh, you know, to just be in a room with you two humans, physically <laughs> in this room together. Of course. Where can folks find you when you're not physically in this room with us? When I'm not physically in this room, you can find me on at the Chelsea White on all platforms. I'm doing mostly nothing these days, but <laughs> eventually, if you follow me, you might be delighted that I'm suddenly doing something. You can also watch the Drew Barrymore show, check your local listings. Mm-hmm. And maybe our mutual friend, Matt Crawl, DJ Duck Hunt Demon, <laughs> who is the DJ for um, a show that I did live on Instagram for a couple of seasons called What a Delight with Chelsea White. He DJ Duck and Demon was my in-house DJ. That's true. Um, Last scene was, roasting might, your cat at their fortieth birthday that's party. That's correct. Yeah. And you know, you, he was we, the quiz love of your show. That's yeah. you, you know, we know you never know, and that might come back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Just keep in touch. All I'll right. keep you guys posted on. Please do. Uh, also, there was another show, um, which I was like, I was going to bring up, but I was like, it, it, it sounds rude whenever I say, it, but that was the joke. Show me your kitty. Yeah, show me your kitty. <laughs> yeah. I don't because um, I tried saying that to Sh- to Shivali on the way out, and she was like. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say to me? Yeah, yeah Sarah, I forget how many, three or four seasons of Show Me Your Kitty. Yeah. It's never, you know, it's just rolling seasons. Like a new season could pop up. Is we're, ne- we're never canceled because Tanuki? I'm the one oh, who Tanuki's green around. Yeah. Tanuki, my cat is around. Miranda Hobbs, my other cat is around. And she I didn't there. know about Miranda Hobbs. I don't know about Miranda Tanuki. Miranda Hobbs and Tanuki. Oh. Check out Show Me Your Kitty. You can watch that. On just YouTube. On YouTube. Yeah. Look it up. Shahir, when uh, you're not not talking about showing your kitty, where can folks find you? You can find me solving mysteries in my mystery van at my website, <laughs> www.shahirdaud.com. It's S-H-A-H-I-R-D-A-U-D.com. Matt, when you are not flying your car into outer space, where can people find you? You can find me uh, figuring out the cutest thing is that Ghostface in Space rhymes over at my <laughs> website, m-a-t-t-h-w-carol.com for my life and works. Also, Skeletor, the number four, Pierre on Instagram or PSN. And of course, Ember MSK on Twitter. Also, please check out the good works we are doing over at Extra Credits, we are doing on Extra History. We are actually doing uh, a series on John Brown, which is a, a very uh, awesome and important story in American history that is very underrepresented in public schools. Oh. And uh, we just released a episode on Extra Credits on the gaming side of things about why remakes look worse. Spoiler alert: it's because of budget. But actually, it's funny that episode came out and like two really good polished remakes came out right at this time, and I'm like, <laughs> so we tried to fix it in art. I'm just like, it's take five weeks to do, and we weren't talking about those games. It's just silly how the internet works. <laughs> Um, anyway, next week there'll be a film. We'll be talking about it. What's what, is there any movies that you're excited to see that are coming out right now, other than Scream Seven, which is coming out next week? 
No. <laughs> yeah, Scream 7 is already out yeah. as, as you're listening to this. I um, have no idea what is coming out. One, Me and my husband mostly watch old episodes of SVU. And yeah, and, or and Ghost Rider. Or Ghost, Ghost Rider, Rider or uh, Super Bowl performances from before 2004. Oh, my God. Did you watch the Oscars? Britney in sync from... The, did I watch the Oscars? Did you watch the Oscars? I did reluctantly <laughs> and listen to your guys' take on it. Um, any any hot takes? Were you a fan of Everything Everywhere All at Once or preferred I All Quiet on the Western Front? I did not <laughs> see it, but um, my husband, whose name I've said in... Multiple times in the last forty five seconds, and I've become that girl. Mm-hmm. He's a fun guy. Yes, yeah. he just uh, revealed to me that he watched it on a plane. So I was like, we should watch everywhere, <laughs> everything, yeah, everywhere, yeah, all yeah. at once. He's like, I watched it on a plane. I'm like, he's on a lot of planes. He's on a lot of You're planes. You're dead to me now. Uh, yeah. uh, no hot takes. I don't get. Do I? I used to love live events and award shows, and then I grew up and realized life isn't a meritocracy, and that everyone is shitty. And then it clouded my thoughts. You're not right. wrong. That was a lot to unpack in the last ten seconds <laughs> no, of it. this podcast. Um. The one movie that I, I sadly Shahir, I'm sorry, we will be doing this, but I will I will find a guest for we. I do really want to do the Dungeons and Dragons movie that's coming that's out soon. I uh, the directors of and Dungeons and Dragons directed one of my favorite American comedies of the last ten years. Which one? Game Night. Oh, that's oh. right. They directed Game Night, which I think is like one of the best American-made co- comedies in the last. I did years. see Game Night. Um, you should have Matt Lillard on your podcast to talk about Dungeons and Dragons. If you have a connection somehow with Matt Lillard, mm-hmm. I have his number on my phone because I produced him ten years ago on a <laughs> I don't think, fun show. I'm going to put this do out you there. Think it's the same number. <laughs> don't call. Don't call Matt Lillard. <laughs> Or ooh, or call Matt, Matt Lillard. Or counterpoint. Call him now. Call Matt Lillard, but then hand the phone to Drew. <laughs> yeah. Get and, Drew to call Matt Lillard yeah. on our behalf. Two schmucks who she's never met, no, no, who no. are trying to picture no. his grandma goes. Uh, I'll find us a thing for that. Uh, and then also, here's the thing. This is something interesting, Sheer. I'm psyched for John Wick Four. I don't know if we have to. There's, there's, there's a couple. Something. There's actually a couple of things coming out right now. So there's, yeah. there's Dungeons and Dragons, which I gotta admit I've heard is okay, but whenever I've seen anything from it, I I look at it and go, I I'm a little suspect of how this looks. Love right now. the first trailer. <laughs> Love the clip. Everything else they put together for it looks like trash. Right. So, but but again, I like I I think those two directors did an amazing job with the game. And I like so everyone like, involved. With yeah. It, so. uh, then Shazam Two came out this weekend, which I is, was just gonna ask if you guys cared about Shazam. I love the first one, but the Reviews okay. for the second one are horrible. It seems like yeah. the joy is sucked out. Yeah, yeah. And then there's John Wick Four, which has got two. Like it is the it is the absolute divisive kind of reviews out there right now. Which is like I think fans of the franchise think it's amazing and the and the best entry of the of the bunch. And then people who have like tired of you know. <laughs> shooting people in the head, um, you know, mm-hmm. double tapping people in the head are just like there's just too much of this. Yeah. So it's just like right, right on the and, and I think we we sit on that divide. Yeah. Um, but I, it's weird. Like, I, don't get me wrong. Personally, I'm looking very much forward to watching John Wick Four. Right. I don't know if there's going to be enough stuff to to get off the bones of it to have like an in because we uh, with John Wick Three we had we, the conversation had about violence and like uh, and like I honestly go back and listen to the John Wick uh, the John Wick Three episode I feel like it's probably we covered this we covered unless, that unless right. unless I'm wrong because I haven't seen John Wick Four I want to give it a shot but like I'm not gonna commit to like I, I don't want to anyway to be like oh yeah this week we're doing John Wick Four if we happen to watch if I happen to watch John Wick Four or you do or whatever and we get to a point where we're like actually it did something interesting <laughs> like I won't be against it but I don't. Uh, you know, I'm going to pitch all the best foreign film uh, so nominees, right? So, so like, like that's what we should we'll be doing. Do th- we'll do those in, in short in short order as we well. We never do those. Why not? Let's do one. We can Let's do, do the donkey movie, EO. Let's do EO. EO. E-I-E-I-O. E-I-E-I-O. Chelsea, sorry. sorry. <laughs> um, 
Uh, Chelsea, you we take us We should have just cut there. No, nope, <laughs> yeah. not doing it. Uh, uh, I'm going to say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye.